Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. If you knew, you know what to do. But today, we got, today is the, I'm, in my opinion, I can't wait to record this. This is the best podcast going to be uploaded. Because we got not one, not two, not three, but we got four special guests in the building. Say what's up. What's Hello. up? Hey. What's up, what's up? Hey, you know, everyone, go introduce yourself, you know, say your name, what you like to do, what you hate, and your dream. I mean, they already know. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark said. <laughs> they already know mine, bro. <laughs> I mean, one of you three can start it off. I can go ahead. What's good, y'all? I'm Jordan fucking the one. I have made a... Uh, Student journalist, um, managing editor of The Loyalist. I host a sports podcast. Um, I write quite a bit. And then my dream is to become ultimately a broadcast journalist. Should, should I go next? <laughs> I mean, it's up to you. All right. Uh, I'm Lucas Pangilinan. I'm currently a senior at Loyola High School, and my current, what I like, I like studying history and politics because I think those are going to be determinative for our future. And what I'll probably grow up to be is as probably a lawyer, something like that. All right, what's up everyone? My name is Charles Agaspi. Uh, I'm very interested in journalism and business. Uh, I hope to double major in business management administration and English. Uh, my ultimate dream is to start my own venture capital, hopefully get my own startup going as well. Um, and, you know, just make people smile while also making profit. So that's, that's all me. Look at that. We got so many inspirational people in the building today. Hey, they like flight reacts out here, but <laughs> hey, but, to, but today, hey, as you can see from the top of the podcast, we'll be talking about success versus happiness. You know, what were your all thoughts and feelings about success versus happiness? <laughs> Nothing. Well, they're definitely not the same thing, even though people can possibly classify them as the same thing. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. From my own experiences and stuff, like, it is definitely not aligning in parallel with success and happiness because you can work super hard on something. However, at the end of the day, you need to be enjoying what you do. Um, of course, whether it's a job or whether it's schoolwork, um, you know, you're always trying to reach a goal. Yet when you reach that goal, it depends on if you really feel fulfilled um, or actually happy. Because a lot of people try to get that goal and they're told to do something their entire life and they follow a one-way path. Yet it's not what they want to do and they just end up becoming unhappy and they're stuck in this cycle of trying to do what others are telling them to do. Yeah, that's true. I, wise words. I agree with that. Full wise on. words. Same here. Yeah. Like, I personally think that happiness is a byproduct to success and that to aim for happiness is meaningless because it's like trying to have a bird land on you. If you keep, if you keep trying to aim for that, the bird's always going to fly away. But if you just keep going, eventually happiness is going to find you. It's just up to you as to whether you're pursuing something meaningful in your life, because 
ultimately speaking, what happiness, where happiness comes from, whether short-term or long-term, is from what you see as meaningful and whether it is something that you want to chase for yourself. You know, that's what I personally think. Yeah, and I definitely agree with uh, Charlie that success and happiness might not necessarily align. And I was actually watching a video by this YouTuber named uh, Matt Diavella, who told the story about how he almost quit YouTube, like how he almost, well, he basically said in the beginning, he really enjoyed making videos, but then as time went on, he kind of felt like he had to make videos to make a living. So I really think it boils down to, I mean, what? I, yeah, I really think it boils down to is you can do something that you really enjoy that is making a profit for you. But in the end, if you're not, if you don't enjoy doing it, if you don't, um, if you're not happy with the product or whatever, like, what's the point? Damn, we we on to a fire start. Everyone's on fire. <laughs> but it, it was, let's go into a segment. We'll, we'll take a calm down on this. Uh, Mark has been on the podcast, so he knows this segment. And for you guys, it, I'm just going to be reading some quotes. And y'all tell me your thoughts and feelings about it. So the first quote, pain means you're growing. Fear means you're risking. Tear, tears mean it mattered. Take what hurts you and let it help you. Mm, I think what that means is that it's looking at short-term versus long-term pain, right? Because a lot of time when people do something that's risky, they tend to have a negative, they tend to have a negative reaction to it because we don't like losing. No one likes to lose. If someone says that, if someone says that they like losing, then they're either a masochist or lying. And that's the simple, that's the simple fact of the matter. Like the reason why people are risk averse is because they fear losing. And so if someone's willing to do that, if someone's willing to go through that short, the short-term pain or, or fear or anything like that, then that means that they will probably, they'll likely be able to get that success because they're the ones that are most willing to get there. That's what I think about that quote anyone else yeah i just see that quote as you know uh extended version of no pain no gain um if you never step out of your comfort zone then um you're just gonna be stuck in this one-way path and you're not gonna be able to find and explore yourself and explore your identity um achieving success and tying it back to like the theme of this podcast um you know people achieve success because they are risk takers they um, really want to make something happen, whether you're young, like Gabriel's doing, like man's killing in the game right now, um, or even if you start old, um, you really need to just stray away from like this one path. And uh, it's going to hurt, you know, loss is a part of life. Um, everybody loses certain times, but uh, like my mom always says, it, it matters how you get up from that loss, how you bounce back and recover rather than just losing because everybody's bound to lose in life. Um, but, you know, you need to grow from that pain. Yeah, what you said, it, it reminded me of the uh, Rocky Balboa quote. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how yeah. hard you're hit. It matters <laughs> on how hard you come back up. How hard you bounce back, yeah. Yeah, yeah it reminded me of that too. <laughs> yeah, I'd um, say so. Yeah, I just feel like with that, at times, like, you're going to be tested and it doesn't matter 
like like some someone might like try to put you down but it doesn't matter how many times they put you down if you have the willpower to get back up then you can be successful in that area like have the mindset that nothing can stop you basically yeah i couldn't agree with couldn't agree more with all of you guys like it's super important how you bounce back from a loss um and i think the perfect example for at least for us is we're all rising seniors, I don't know if you guys have started to think about where you guys want to go to college, but like, it's inevitable, we're going to get rejected from some schools, but it's super important how we bounce back from that, how we take it as men, and uh, what we can do to improve. Yeah, I'd have to say that that's a good method to look at it, because I agree with everyone when say, in saying that failure is a part of life because, well, we're imperfect, right? Not everything works out the way we plan, right? And so that, and so when looking at it, one can't just look at one failure and say, oh, I failed. I'm not going to try again because it means you lost. It's the, it's the inherent recognition that you gave up. And that's when stagnation happens. And stagnation is the worst thing that can happen to anyone. I've said this to a lot of my friends in the sense that if someone is stagnating, then they're lost. They're not really looking to gain or, or sort of climb the ladder anymore. They're just existing. And existing is a fate worse than death, in my opinion. That's all I have to say. Bouncing off you, what's called, just remind me that it doesn't, it's not over when you lose. It's over when you quit. Couldn't agree so just, more with that. Just never give up. Just use your sheer willpower to push through all the pain in order to be at the top. Amen to that, man. Uh, okay, second quote. Never give up without even trying. Do what you can, no matter how small the effect it may have. I'm going to go first in this one. I personally think that in that regard with it's all incremental steps, it's not going to usually, yeah, it does happen where one day you could win the Powerball lottery and have $400 million in your pocket. But for everyday people, or for actually most people for that matter, that doesn't usually happen. And so what people have to do in order to gain success, in order to climb to the top, or even to a place where they find fulfillment, because sometimes the top isn't necessarily a place that people find fulfilling. And so it's like, it takes steps to get there. Like if you want to get to the top of Mount Everest, you have to take the first step, one, two, three, four, right? And in order to like walk outside the house, you have to keep, you have to, you have to step. And if you just keep sitting there, you're not going to leave, right? So that's, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah like you have to kind of be like determined you can't like start something and then like have the mindset of like oh I might not finish this like even if you think you can't finish it like you should still go ahead because you never know yeah it's like motivation versus discipline because motivation is an emotion at the end of the day there are going to be times where you're not going to be motivated to do something but it is up to you whether despite the lack of motivation, you keep working at that goal you're doing. 
like I've written stuff before like I've only really finished short stories because when I try to write like novellas and novels and stuff it's just harder because it's just a continuous grind to finish it and so and oftentimes I lose the motivation to do that and so I flake but as a result you have an unfinished product versus if you if I had the discipline to do such a thing maybe I would have a novella and novel to have on the side right that I could say oh that's that's what I've done and that's what I have to show for all the time I did, right? Yeah, I can agree with Lucas from a fellow writer's perspective. Like I've had uh, projects that I've written that maybe don't go the way I initially intend them to. Uh, some ideas just really don't pan out, but the stuff that has panned out, uh, I've just been able to really see the fruits of my labor in the amount of and the people who are reading them. And uh, that really just, I guess, validates all the hard work that I've done. Yeah, man, baby steps, just baby steps. Like, I understand I always tell people to, you know, just start something, just start it out, try to do it like day by day. Yet, like you said, Lucas and everybody else here, you know, motivation is just really hard to find a lot of times. And I myself personally have had so many things where I've started it and unfinished it. And I think that's one of my biggest problems that I always try to commit to something and then either get up, end up getting bored or have to do another thing. Um, and things just wind up unfinished. And uh, it's just, like I said before, like a cycle of just not being able to do things. So. Yeah, for me, it was called when I get unmotivated during my working or business, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, think I think of like, let me do five more minutes. Like, I'll put in an analogy for you guys. Like, if you're working out, if someone comes up to you and says, let's do a full workout, you probably might not do it. But if they say, let's do how many push-ups you can do in five minutes, once after that five minutes is done, you're going to be, okay, let's do a full workout and just got to get that one more rep in, one more. And I feel like for motivation, like, if you start something and you kind of stop doing, I feel like you have to find your passion. You have to love what you're doing in order to continue. Maybe it wasn't right for you yet, but at some point you'll find what you love doing and it'll go skyrocket. <laughs> okay, uh, next quote. When you give up your dreams and everything else, they're gone. Hard work is worthless for those that don't believe in themselves. I definitely agree with that last part, that hard work is just worthless if you really don't love what you're doing. Like you really have to have uh, a purpose or some sort of goal to get what you want on, on the other side. Otherwise, like you're literally just wasting your time if you're in a if you're embarking on a group project, you're wasting everyone else's time. If you don't have the same passion that everyone else has, the same drive that everyone else has, then it's like, what's the point? Like, why did you even start this in the first place? You really have to think about, why did I start this? What's my end goal? <laughs> okay, uh, we will, I guess, someone can go then or... <laughs> What happened to Jordan? I can, I think it's, I think it's internet just. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, there okay. we go. No, no, he's back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Go, go, go. Okay. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, but, oh. Anyway, yeah, my point being is, like, you really have to have a purpose, a drive, just something. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, why did you even start it in the first place? That's the guiding question you have to have. Right. And it yeah. doesn't even have to be exclusively full happiness to yourself. It can be happiness or fulfillment for others. Like I've seen people who hate their job. And when I ask them why they work at said job, they're, they respond to me by saying, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this for my friends. And that's something that I personally can respect and admire because they're willing to work at a job that they despise and all for their family. And they focus on that. They focus on that I'm feeding my family, that I'm doing what I can for my family, for my kids, so that they could go to college and become greater men or women. That sort of stuff. And it's something that I think as we get older, it might be something that we might think about doing because as we mature and as we grow older, we begin to see different things as more important. Who knows? We might actually make that decision. But until then, we should find things that drive us so that we have that sort of life within us. Like, so that if I put an EKG on your life, it's not a flat line. Yeah, drawing off of uh, Mark's point earlier, when he said that uh, you can't go into something with a mindset that you're going to fail, because if you already are destined to, and you just know that yourself, like you can't follow through with something yet you're just going to try it. You always have to put your 200% into everything, whether it's finishing a homework assignment or even tackling a huge project in business, you have to put your everything into it, find that motivation um, to keep you going. Because if you constantly reassure yourself that you're not going to be able to do this, you're not going to be able to do that, then you're not going to go anywhere. Even if you are making progress mentally, then you're not going anywhere. I feel like also before you start something you should ask yourself like how bad do i want it and do i really want it because if you like say yes to those things then you should really want it and no doubt should work like past the potential you think you have and like no, not give up and fall or stuff like that Yeah, and if you really want it, you would be working really hard right now. And every time you take a break, there's going to be someone outworking you at that moment. So I feel like you just got to keep pushing through because people want results quickly, but it takes time. We see Elon Musk. People just see the fame, the glory, how rich he is. They didn't see the time and effort he put into becoming where he, has to, where he is at today. Like yeah, I feel like... uh -huh. that's what it is it's like a lot of time through our it's like through our hustle culture we should sort of see it as now 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 I'm going to get it now right but we ignore the fact that it can often take years if not decades of work to get for people to get where they are like Elon Musk I think he had a large share of pen pal of around 130 million dollars or so in around 2000 right? And now he's worth what? Over 100, like around $100 billion, like some ridiculous number like that. And it's like, that that's like a period of what, 20 years, something like that. That's longer than, than we ever lived. And so it's like that, 
amount of time that someone puts into something, right? That's it. It's just, it's the realization that you're in for the long haul. This isn't some, this isn't some flake or passion project that you can just put a year's worth of your time, maybe, or like six months or some small amount of your effort. This is something a large, a long-term thing is something that you're probably going to be putting a significant portion of your time and effort into. And it's, and the more time and effort you put into it, the more likely you're going to get that success. While it doesn't necessarily mean a guarantee, it just means that you're more likely to succeed. I feel like some people like, they just have to learn to be patient with success. Like, like a lot of the times I myself, a lot of the times we go like, why, why am I not having this thing now? Even though I know that I should, I know it takes time and I know that it takes effort and hard work. So I feel like now in today's world, I don't know about the past, but people like kind of, try to rush things even though we should just relax and we'll end up happier being more relaxed rather than being more stressed and just like not find not thinking that we thinking that we haven't found our success yet when we need it you got some good insights i know this segment's getting really long but trust me there's only three more quotes but the third one is the longest one. So, hey, you hold on tight, hold on tight. So the next quote, I was not born with a whole lot of natural talent, not gifted like that, but I work hard and I never give up. That's my gift. Yeah, I think that that's a representation into the hard worker. Maybe he's not necessarily extremely smart, or talented in certain fields, but he does have that drive to succeed, to reach his limit, right? And a lot of people do have talents that allow them to do things easier than others, right? Like I've played music personally, I've played the piano for more than, a, for about a decade now. And so when I'm learning a song, I'm going to, I'm going to have an easier time at it than say someone who's a beginner, right? But at the same time, if said beginner is working harder than me, if he's going to reach the he's going to reach his limit faster than me, right? Because while I'm not necessarily putting effort, like say, I only practice for 30 minutes a day, he practices for one and a half hours a day, something like that. And so that adds up, like he becomes more proficient, the muscle memory just starts coursing in his fingers, right? And eventually, you can play that difficult song that I've sort of been eyeing for, but not really working on faster than me. That's simply the reality of it. Like talent can help, but you have to sort of, you have to sort of power through it yourself. That's what I have to say about that. I feel like every, everyone starts from somewhere. It doesn't matter what, but it depends on how much work and effort they put into it depending on how good they'll be like in the future. Yeah, I think this quote relates to me a lot because um, especially with the dynamic between me and my sister. So uh, I've never really been inherently or naturally smart, 
even though a lot of people know that I take academics really seriously, um, I really want to get the best grades as possible. But my sister has always been super smart. She didn't really need to study for many tests, even with the SAT, like she barely had to work and she still got like an amazing score. Um, but for me personally, like I've always had to put in those extra hours to study, to do work a lot more than her. Um, and I've really just created this work ethic that I've been able to use both like throughout my entire life, both within middle school and high school, um, where I just like work hard and try to achieve the grade. Um, even back in middle school, uh, it, when I was studying for history tests, my mom used to test me by like saying blanks throughout the sentences, saying like um, Genghis Khan was the blank of the blank kingdom who blank, blank, blank. And like, I had to just memorize and learn facts. And I think that work ethic really just permeated within um, my, my own lifestyle. Um, and just being able to work hard um, really just helped me compensate for the lack of like natural smarts that I, that my sister had. Yeah, I agree with all of you guys. Like it doesn't necessarily, well, you can have a lot of natural born talent, but if the work ethic isn't there, like there's not much of a chance, like your chances of success are pretty low. So you really have to have a huge work ethic along with the talent to uh, really be successful. I feel like talent also can come not just like uh, like talent be like not natural talent, but I feel like it can also come with all the like fundamentals and the little things that can be combined into one. Yeah, and talent is not necessarily balanced either. Like for me, I didn't really study for the AP United States history test because I felt that my inherent I felt that my inherent ability was just good enough that I only had to look at specific subsets that I didn't know like oh who was blank leader of the feminist movement from 1964 or or what was the first Red Scare and what was the impacts of that like I felt like I didn't really have to work with that but with math it's a different story like I had to work hard just to maintain a, a B or C grade, right? And so there is that inherent disbalance that exists or imbalance. And so it's a question of, you know, utilizing that, I guess. Y'all still with me? <laughs> I know this is the longest first quote segment I ever had, but we're, we're almost there, we're almost there. Here's a quick and short one. The heart of the, a lion, the mindset of a wolf. That's me right there. That's not me. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. That's not me yet. I still have some ways to go. But I know that if I take it step by step, and I'm like positive in myself and determined, then I feel like eventually I can get to that status that's me personally i mean I everyone has it i think we just need to find what we need to look for and in, in order to unlock the potential we have inside of us yep like if you don't know what you're looking for how can you find it like that's something that i'm still struggling with you know yeah 
Yeah, man, it's all about just focusing on one main goal or some sort of set of goals and then just attacking, just going all ham, doing whatever you can to uh, succeed and be the best you can be. Charlie, you got anything to say? <laughs> uh, I just agree, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I'm at that level yet, um, but I think we're all on the path to achieving that, so. Okay. Well, here's the last one, and it's really long. So, and it's by Conor McGregor. So, I'm still pissed, but you know what? I'm gonna read a quote. <laughs> I lost my mind in this game. Like Vincent Van Gogh, he dedicated his life to his craft and lost his mind in the process. That's happening to me, but f it. When that when that whole belt is when that gold belt is around my waist when my mother has a big mansion when my girlfriend has a different car for every day of the week when my kids kids have everything they ever want then it will pay off i mean i've seen the memes of him being taken out on a stretcher when he said that his opponent would be taken out on a stretcher instead so clearly there are some discrepancies with how things are expected to go. At the same time, I do somewhat agree with what he said in the sense that as you're working into something, as you're working on something, you sort of just zero in on that and you sort of ignore a lot of other things, right? Like you just sort of, you're just, when you wake up, you're just thinking about that one thing when you're, or you're, or you're working on that one thing or you're, or you're implementing that one thing, something like that. Like I've looked into like certain things like in political developments and, you know, I've made certain predictions towards some of my, towards some of my other friends about how I think it's going to go. And it's probably because I've spent a lot of time focusing on certain places, you know, looking as to where I think so that I can make a more accurate prediction or a less uncertain prediction as to how how things might go, I guess. So it's more like, it's just commenting on that inherent focus that comes from working on something that you're passionate about or that you're, or from working on something that you're sort of, you're just working for the sake of working, I guess. Bro, Connor is just a damn legend, dude. I love that guy, like. Bro, uh, he is, he really is. Although I don't agree with some of the stuff he said, especially when he tried to get back in his, you know, spunky aura phase like right now saying stuff about like Corey's wife like even though that stuff and like even like altercations with uh, Habib um, was like bad before he still is the one that got me into MMA like why I love the sport so much um, and he is the embodiment of you know a hard worker uh, he at the end of the day of course he's a fighter but he's also a businessman and entertainer and knows how to make people tune into the sport of uh, MMA and um you know, he's really achieved that dream. He's the highest paid athlete this year, despite like losing uh, two times. Um, and that just says something about his character, says something about his draw. Um, but you know, what people don't see is his rise to fame. Um, you know, his amateur bouts, his like first runs at the UFC, how hard he's worked to develop his craft and to also develop a personality that people, you know, are drawn into. Um, so I really respect him for that, despite, you know, losing and despite some things that have happened before. But you know, he's still a goat in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you. And 
he was also the reason why I started watching UFC. And like on Netflix, the notorious, I, I watched the whole thing, like the documentary from where he started to where he is now. I mean, I got a lot of respect for him, even though the trash talking can get a lot intense and racist at times. Intense, I'd say. And then it's really funny for me when he does the trash talking and then he gets he gets slapped across the arena and gets taken out on a stretch, you know. That's the funniest, that's just the funniest crap to me. As someone who doesn't really watch MMA, just seeing that fight just sort of go out the way it did, it's just the definition of comedy for me. It's what makes me laugh. <laughs> it's what makes me, it's what makes me look at those who like who like bet on like Connor and it's like cope and seethe, stay mad, that sort of thing. <laughs> and I just laugh my ass off as they start seething like a burning hot hot furnace from medieval times. That's what I think. <laughs> you know? Yo, Gabe, I wanna know your like immediate reaction. Like when when he uh broke his Oh bro out my jaw was dropped. I Jeez. I was like damn he really lost to the injury. I was like, no. And we need a rematch. I'm I'm salty. I'm really salty. We I need a rematch. I want him to fight Dustin again. Would you bet that money on Connor again though? Yes. Rematch? I'll double it. I'll double it. <laughs> double it. All right, I'll keep you to your word on that, bro. Still mad respect, but I have to say it's funny as hell. <laughs> you know? I agree. Bro, it's like spectacle sports. That, I told my friend I was how much I bet on Connor. He said, you should not have done that. I should have told him. It was a dumb bet. I'm like, hey, I got the balls to do it. No one else did it. I mean. How much did you bet? Oh, my God. I don't want to oh, say no. it. Oh, no. Uh, I posted on Instagram, <laughs> but I don't want to say the number. Man's probably betted rack. <laughs> he, bets, he bets $100 in his iPhone that Connor's going to win. No, Bro, he goes, I'll bet you 10K. Cause that's nothing. Okay, less than ten k, less than ten k, more than a hundred. That is Ooh. that is a long. <laughs> that's a large margin of error. It could be nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He hey, just hey. loses half of his stock portfolio on the Connor fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no dude. wonder why you're salty. <laughs> no, sense. I'm just salty because he got it was a dumb way to win. That's what, like it shouldn't really be. We need a real good fight, fired out submission or TKO. I, I don't want no doctor stoppage. No, like You'll, broken ankle in the. Yeah, we want. I need <laughs> not to see straight him up action. I mean, I'm not taking the win away from Dustin, but still, right. I'm. I want a real good fight but it didn't happen and either way it's going to generate money because connor is just it's good this, for business it's just he's yeah, just this eye attract he's just this eye magnet that people constantly look at because he's creating this like large scene and everything all the time and it's like oh my god connor is doing something that's what i see all the time on like my feed and stuff and it's i mean i don't get annoyed at it because he's entertaining and that's why i like him you know, more than like MMA, since I don't look into that stuff that much, just because he has that, 
capacity and capability to entertain millions of people and sort of make their bad days a little less worse, you know? Make them feel a little better. Oh, I mean, he, I mean, he just throws money out there. I mean, you see the suit, the, the watch. Like, I mean, he just flexing on everyone. Like, he's like the king. Mink, bro, did you see that clip of him like the Gucci mink? That guy's, oh, that was so weird. Yeah. He's just hey. coping and seating a little less. <laughs> hey, do you guys need a break? Mm. No? Honest? Y'all, y'all chilling? Honestly, y'all I'm chilling. I'm good. Through? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> She's having Palm Springs. It's triple digits probably already. And that's why I'm inside because I don't want to turn into a glorified baked potato. So that's <laughs> a glorified baked potato. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like Palm Springs, like usually in the summer, it gets really hot. If that that's sort of they, Palm Springs should probably be called Palm Summers from now on, just because it gets hot all the time, and the springs are not really springs in the traditional sense that people see it as. It's Palm like summer. Yeah, or maybe just I don't know. Just it might as well just have ship a chunk of the Sahara Desert from Libya or something, and just drop it, and it will look the exact same. That sort of thing. Except if you do drop a chunk of the Sahara Desert on Palm Springs, a lot of people are going to die. But, you know, it's for the sake of argument, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay, we went from a little serious to, you know, we lined up the mood. I feel like everyone's getting, it was too serious at the beginning. Come on, we got to line up the mood, you know. It's a podcast, you know, just have fun, bro. Just enjoy Big it. facts, like, bro. Big facts. It, it just, chill. Just, just chill. Just chill. Sure. Bro. I mean, we were watching Space Jam before we... Facts. We recorded. I mean, how has everyone's day been? The week, you know, what y'all been up to? Bruh, I am sore as hell from the five on fives we did the other day. Oh my god. My entire left the entire left side of my body is just like eh. Bro, right after that I went home and then I just like I don't know. I, I didn't think it was too dark, but I just practiced a little bit of soccer. But <laughs> you gotta get the after the after work. Turns oh, out my bro. toenails cracked. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it happened. It's like the saboma hematoma or whatever. I think that's what it's called. Something and like that, that causes pressure on the nail, and so it just went. It just it just cr- it just cracked like Gabe's portfolio, I guess. And so it's like I'm looking at it, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess... My portfolio really didn't crack. Even yeah. though it might seem <laughs> a lot of money to me, it really wasn't a lot of money. Mm, makes sense. It's still, it's still admit, it's still admittedly funny to me that you, you did bet that money on Connor. It sort of made my day, I guess. It's like, but you don't know how much like, I bet. I, I don't know, Bye. and that's, and that's the mystery element. That's what I like. It's, it's when I read books and there's a mystery element and it pays off. It's like, well, that's, that's freaking perfect, man. They, they wrote the book well. Like, like with Game of Thrones and like that whole show, like I don't want to watch it, even though they say it's good because the season finale just dropped the ball really hard. Like, I don't know, character motivations are kind of cringe. It just sort of, it's just a reversal step back, you know? That's how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Bro, after that game yesterday, I did not know we were going to play scrimmage. 
I injured myself so hard. Really? Oh no! What yeah. happened, bro? Water polo, fam. They weren't, bro, because I'm the best in the team. So like, they legit went yeah. so hard on me, and I was like, "Yo, fam, don't." They injured my left shoulder, and then I was like, "You know, I'm gonna sweat. I'm just gonna sprint every time, even though I'm cramping up. You know what? I'm like, but I was like, I couldn't hold it anymore. I was like, I'm done. Get me out, coach. Oh no, coach, I can't take it. Charles, not, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm not that nice. Um, this week has been so rough for me. Like, just like some personal stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Like, ah, <laughs> stuff with like my ex and stuff. Just like, uh, oh, oh, girls, bro, it? you're you're better than her. Let me keep that crown on you, King. Let me keep that crown on you. Yeah, girls are one IG step live? of the road to fame, I guess. You know, the road to fame, road to glory, (laughs) the road to glorious purpose, like from the Loki show, I guess. Don't worry, Charlie. There's always, there's a lot of fish. (laughs) I've heard that. I've heard that so many times, bro. Okay, I'm. (laughs) I've heard that quote so many times. After after the first time, after my first one, that's what one of my friends told me. He was like, "There are a lot of fish in the sea." And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I haven't Seven heard billion that people in the world cut that in half. <laughs> you, you, then you cut out the people who are married, then cut out the people who are, you know, there's not that many and, people left. And after that, you got, you got your topic. Then you got to cut out all the boys if yeah, you're not homo. Yeah. Uh, if you <laughs> are, that's still fine. <laughs> that's still fine. I support you no matter what. Hmm. Charlie's yeah, gonna, uh, we're gonna watch Charlie rise up to the top, become yes, the next star. He's just like he's just gonna start throwing money in the air. He's going to be <laughs> on the next reality television show. Man's just gonna be sitting on a throne, just like <laughs> with the money gun, wearing yeah. a crown, wearing a crown, wearing a crown. Yeah, I mean, I only had one experience, servers. like with a girlfriend, like. I've been in a relationship for about 14 months. It's still going strong. So you know? one year and two months. <laughs> yeah, about so. I say 14 because it's easier than saying one year, two months, because it's like, how many syllables is one year, two months versus like 14, 14 months? Yeah. <laughs> I like, don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like 14 months sounds longer. I, I mean, I it's mean like you're I saying guess. you're 5'8", but you just round it up to 5'9", because why not? Oh, but guys, I'm 5'12", like not 6 foot. <laughs> yeah, I like, you, you know, like 5'12 and 6 foot are the same thing, but 5'12, you're short, but it's the same as 6 foot. Yeah, it would have been the perfect story to add to the simp episode, but I have to say, in middle school, I was simping for a girl for three years. Oh, I know. Yeah, you I, know. I, you know the I story. Know you, you, after that meeting, you went on your roof and you yelled out, It was not I good. Like <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> she was still there. She was still there. Oh my <laughs> god. That's I have to say that was one horrifying failure, but it allowed me to learn, I guess. And I'm now I'm now really funny, but that's what my girlfriend says, I guess. <laughs> He's the fun guy. To be disputed by literally everyone else. You know. <laughs> okay, we're getting so much sidetracked from the topic. Okay, <laughs> let's actually get back on it now. I mean, okay. girls are related to success versus happiness. Yeah, you're not wrong. Right. <laughs> I mean, is it? Is it really? 
I mean, yeah, because it's related to a lot of the time what people see as successful is like having a loving, like significant other, whether it's a wife or a husband or something like that. And they see that as success. And I mean, more power to them, I guess, like with the, with that sort of, with that sort of relationship, with that sort of end goal, because a lot of times in this modern culture, there are a lot of people who it's very different from the past, I think. And so it's like, it's rare nowadays to find someone who's willing to cheer you on, right? Because personally, the reason why I've stayed with my, with my girlfriend for so long is because she's been my cheerleader, right? Like no matter, like no matter how deep in the dumps I am, or I was in certain things, she'd always say, you can do this. And I feel like that sort of thing is something that can help in the rise to fame, rise to fame, rise to success is having someone who can cheer you on, I guess, you know, but that's yeah, beside yeah. the point. Before I continue, before I add on, I just want to say, I love everyone's face, bro. Everyone, you know, great job, you know, quality camera, you know what I'm saying? Everyone's camera was just turned off. <laughs> but okay, but I'm gonna actually say what I was gonna say. Uh, what was it called? I feel like you need to have the you have to have the right woman. And like, cause for me, I want someone that has to a goal and like drive and ambition. Cause I feel like if I see her working hard and I'm down, I'm like, okay, let me let me outwork her. Let me, I want to beat her in this, you know who can work the hardest like she will motivate me to work even more so it's like having that competitiveness in the relationship i guess yeah. would you say that's accurate a competitive relationship <laughs> i mean i guess that's not a bad thing though because you guys are pushing each other to be yeah, the best possible person I was, you, if, you both if you she's can down be. and she sees me oh working really hard she'll get that motivation okay she needs to work even harder yeah to reach her goal and when i yeah, see I her agree work, with that. I, i'm pushing myself to reach my goal even more yeah definitely I, I agree with that that's why picking your partner is really key like it is like a life or death it's not like a life or death situation but for me i feel like it is because i need someone that will help me become better Maybe it's not necessarily yeah. life or death, but it is life altering because it's like, especially if you're, if you have the, the girl's hand in marriage or something like that, sort of permanent, right? Even if divorce exists, there is still that sort of, there is still that connotation that when you're marrying someone, it's a permanent or at least a long-term effort, right? And so it's like, that's when you're, choosing a girl in my opinion is important like for a long-term partner but maybe if you want maybe for those who are not necessarily like that who want short-term partners then sure you that's your choice but at the same time a lot of times personally from what I've seen the I've seen that those who are like in long-term relationships tend to get more fulfillment from them. And I'd say that's probably because they put more time and effort into it. And so it's like, it's granting them bigger returns in business terms, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's something that ultimately speaking, the you want to sort of have those in sync with each other. 
but at the same time, what I say is the most important thing about having with a girlfriend or a boyfriend or anything, or even someone who you're married to. And I think Gabe and Mark and everyone here would agree is that that person has to be a cheerleader for you, right? Like, even if you're not necessarily believing in yourself, it's that person, it's that person's will to believe in you to say that, oh, you don't believe that you can do it, but I do. And I want you to try, right? Though those words coming from someone that you do care about in that way, they do have an impact on your psyche, right? And they sort of put a lot of weight on you and they do take a lot of pressure off you too. Because it's like, you know that if you don't necessarily succeed and that person is still going to love you in that sense, right? That's what I'd say, you know? What do you agree, Mark or Gabe? Yeah, I'd, I'd fully agree. I feel like also you can't meet the person with you being 75% of the weight to them and them being like the other 25 yeah, like it's a equal like effort, like 50-50. Like or even sometimes 60-40 depends on the situation, I feel like. Yeah, like uh, in relation to how it relates to like success versus happiness, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time, the life you have at home versus a life you have more in the outside world, whether it's at work or in social situations, right? They do tend to mix together quite frequently. And so having a stable home life, right? Like when you get... When I get when I get home, right? For example, let's say that I'm ha- hypothetically in the future, I'm married to someone, right? Like probably a girl, some such, right? But I get home from a long day at work, and the girl begins to argue with me about something, right? Like I don't want to argue with I don't want to argue with her, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that sort of not because not because like. I, I don't enjoy arguing because sometimes I do, right? It comes from doing kind debate and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the same time, when you're tired as hell and you've dealt with work at the office and stuff, when you come home, you don't want to be fighting with your wife. And it's like... You've just had a long day. Yeah. It's like you don't want to yeah. be uh, go against, I guess, you know, unless it's like really important. And so when it's kind of petty, yeah. right? It's like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't want to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like some arguments, even though they might weaken a relationship, you I feel like you can still find out more about your partner because you've like learned something new because you guys have gone into an argument. So right. might you, you people shouldn't always take the bad part of an argument out. <clears throat> Yeah, it's like I always encourage people to de-escalate situations, right? Because when you're young, when you're a teenager or -hmm. when you're a child or even a teenager, you could get away with some things, right? Like if you got into a fight at like work or if you got to a fight at school or something like that, you just get suspended maybe at best, right? Maybe expelled, but your life isn't ruined. Yeah. But the understanding that I have, generally speaking, is that with that in mind, the what I would say in that regard is that if you're an adult and you're fighting someone at work, you, you might go to prison, 
And so what I say when in the success versus happiness department is that I encourage de-escalation, even if you're angry as hell at someone, because it can lead to bad things in the future that you can't deal with, right? Yeah. Like you wouldn't be in that situation if you if you escalated the situation, I guess. That's what I'd say. Would yeah. you agree, Mark? Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. <laughs> I feel like also some people have to like step up to be the, I guess, more mature man or something. So eventually, like if one, if someone steps up, then I feel like the argument could be, could lead to something better. And like, you wouldn't just be arguing back and forth, like bad stuff. Mm -hmm. Like when you're arguing with someone, whether it is, like say your significant other or even your boss, something like that, it's important that you don't let your emotions cloud your judgment and realize that you're essentially you're essentially in a one-on-one interaction with, with them, right? And every time you're in an interaction, you have to think, what can I get out of this? And if I can't get anything out of this, or if it doesn't contribute to some long-term thing I have, whether it's with whether it's with a relationship with that girl or with the boss, then one shouldn't argue at all, right? Even yeah. if one tends to be argumentative, right? Like maybe say with arguing with your boss, you're arguing for a raise, right? Yeah, yeah you should push, but not too much because you have to remember that your boss is the one that controls whether you're fired or not. And so you have to play carefully yeah. around with that idea, right? And would say your significant other, right? In regards to like the success versus happiness thing, it's like you have to remember that a lot of times when people argue, they're not coming from necessarily a rational point of view. And so you have to, a lot of times when I, sometimes when I get into arguments with my girlfriend, I sort of ignore them unless they're like serious because. I realized that in like 20 to 30 minutes, she's going to be back to normal, right? That sort of thing. It's something that I learned. And it's sort of like, it does, thankfully though, arguments don't happen that much, if at all. And so, but when they do happen, I tend to do my, I tend to do my best to at least de-escalate the situation until she's back to normal, you know? Yeah. Okay, finally, okay. Now we're gonna go on to the questions I have ready, okay? We're gonna, it's gonna be quick i mean not you can explain it but you know don't go on like <laughs> lucas you went really on the rant yeah so. don't go on 10 to 15 minutes first question do you think talent is needed to be successful mostly yes mm. you I see think- i don't think I, I i don't know if i would agree with that but I see where you're going and I like, I would agree with that, but I have a different opinion with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Explain, bro. You gotta explain that. Okay. So as Lucas said, yes. Right. I, I just want to be clear. I don't want to yes. like, yeah, mostly yes. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like some people can work hard enough to the point where if they have no talent, they can build up enough talent to be good at something. Yeah. Like at the same time, though, talent tends to expedite success and not everyone is guaranteed to be successful in this world. Right. Because yeah. of the system we built around. And yeah. so 
I think that what talent does is that it incentivizes success, right? Yeah. But then again, as Mark said, you need to have the work effort, the work ethic to go along with it. Otherwise, you're just going to do nothing. Yeah. I agree. For me, I agree. Yeah, for me, I think you don't need talent. You just need to work really hard to be successful. What's the next question? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I mean. You can have talent. But if it comes to talent versus hard work, I pick hard work every day. Yeah, true. Like, you know, what talent ultimately is, is it's an addition to your arsenal, right? Mm -hmm. And not everyone has it. And so you have to use said talent wisely, right? Like, I'm good at reading comprehension, right? And that sort of stuff and understanding things quickly when I, when I look and read and write and stuff. And so then I sort of expedite that. I work hard on that so that I am in the top echelon for like reading and writing and stuff. And for math, I just work so that I'm at with an acceptable standard. So, you know, you could work on something you're talented at and just be extremely exceptional, or you could be an all-rounder, right? And work more on say your weaker subject like math and sort of have that sort of balanced situation for yourself. Okay, next question. Okay, I'm gonna say the statement and then you tell me if you agree with it or not and then just explain why or why not. Once you hit 30 years old, like unless you have this radical change, you're probably going to be the person you're going to be for the rest of your life. Disagree. I personally disagree yeah, with that because same. like, yeah, if you're stagnating and you just never get out of it, then yeah, you don't change, but you can change, like, I think the upper limit for that is like 50 years old, because by then you're sort of stuck in like the status quo. That's why midlife crises happen. But at 30 years old, you're still young. With men, they're beginning to rise to the top by the age of 30. Like, but the ages of like 15 to 30 years old, they're basically useless to society, right? For all intents and purposes, the average, like the average man. And so by the age of 30, that's when they're sort of beginning that climb to the top. And so I would disagree with that simply because as you climb to the top, you begin changing into another person, I guess, that is, ex that is still related to that present self, but is related, you know, to yourself fundamentally, I guess, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, well, I agree with Lucas's reasoning. I personally disagree with the statement because the one thing Gabe, I know you've been preaching this, I've been preaching this. The grind never stops, bro. Like, once you hit 30, unless you're, like, in a super, like, yeah, like a stagnant lifestyle and not willing to change, like, you're going to stay that way the rest of your life. But, like, if you really have the drive and the work ethic, you're going to continue to improve. And then by the time you're, say, 50 or 60, you're going to be probably miles ahead from when you were 20 or 30. So it's all about that grind, that work ethic that's going to propel you to where you really want to be. You can't just stay stagnant after a certain age. Mm -hmm. It's the rise to the top. The peak, I would say that men, most men tend to have is the ages of 45 to 55. Because what men bring to society, what they offer is their experience and the amount of their experience and the amount of effort they have, 
right? And it's their ability to control the environment around them and to get people to work with them or for them. That's what we offer. And so it's important that we sort of, that the more, so sort of the older we get, the more adept we become at dealing with that. That's what I would say, you know? Oh, I have no clue of Mark, but you know what? Did you add anything to the Mark? I have no clue if you did. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, yeah. I agreed with Lucas on um, okay, okay. that question. Yeah. Okay. The next question. Is it hard, or after 30, is it hard to gain new skills? I'd, I'd half agree with think... that because, but because a lot of time for languages, for example, by the age of 12, you're sort of in, enveloped in, in that language or the languages you learn. And so when you're learning a different language, for example, let's say 25, you're learning it like a subject versus it being something that you inherently had, right? For other things, it's like, it's more like having the capacity to learn. And in that regard, I completely disagree because you can always learn new things if it's within your mental capacity you know, like learn stocks, learn, learn how to make money, learn how to learn how to get girls, learn how to learn how to be a better father, learn how to be whatever, right? Like some people become fathers at like age 40 years old, right? And they have to learn how to be a father in that regard. So I disagree with that. But at the same time, there is that sense that you don't absorb as much as you're a kid. And so you sort of have to work with what you have. Yeah, I also disagree with that statement because um, I'm looking into computer science, computer programming, and that's a field where I've heard of stories where people over 30, they switch careers into the CS field after, of, co of course, after learning the um, coding languages and whatnot. So, of course, it depends on the subject, but as long as you have the drive to learn, you're all set, man, honestly. You can make a career change, not necessarily with a snap of a finger, but with, uh, with uh, the new skills that you learn. Yeah, I feel like um, they should know that it something like a change in something would take time to master or like, yeah. What's your definition of success? my definition of success is reaching my goals and the things that I've wanted to do. And the secondary aspect of that is gaining fulfillment in what I'm doing, even if it's not necessarily something that I'm in where I'm succeeding. If I'm fulfilled by something that I, then I have attained success. Yeah, I mean, uh, my definition of success is kind of what Lucas said, where it's like, I've worked um, to get what I wanted. I've worked to get the end goal in my life. But I also want to see the fruits of my labor in um, success for my family and friends. Like, that's the biggest thing, getting what I want, but also seeing uh, my work benefit others. That is truly the definition, the definition, definition of success in uh, in my regard. Yeah, I think I think you just nailed that spot on.
like if you see i feel like you're if oneself sees himself or herself succeed without seeing others succeed i feel like that wouldn't be i mean if that's happiness for them like yeah so be it but i feel like that's a sense of like greediness and thinking that you're better than other people i don't know i, I just feel like happiness or success is watching you and others succeed interesting what do you think about success and like for me success is an illusion it's like a matter of like holding it on well even if it seemed like it's very stable and like oh yeah everything's gonna be fine right now but like if you think about the long long run like 50 years the people who like can't change and evolve because i mean if you don't reinvent like you know reinvent yourself and like adapt that's a person that's a personality trait like they can't change like they're go they're going to be the same person and not adapt like their mental or their skills like mental their mindset i mean maybe you don't have to reinvent the wheel but you can change small parts of of yourself to better suit or to better adapt to the new world right that's it's like that sort of thing where it's like oh i i don't have to like invent i don't have to invent like some crazy tech technology or item like a portable desalinator that's cheap to make right like that would be revolutionary right but i could say make something that makes life say one percent easier right that would be something that i could call success i could call both success but it's a question of what would be realistic to attain what would be realistic to look at right that sort of thing Okay, then. Uh, I guess next question, because what do you think the biggest factor that helped successful people become successful? The drive that they're willing to take, I feel like is a big factor. I think the biggest factor is extenuating circumstances, not necessarily drive, because drive is a good thing and all, but at the same time, one, if it's going towards nowhere, and two, if one has extenuating circumstances that are simply too difficult, then it won't succeed, right? And so I think that I think that the environment surrounding you has a big impact. And so like, and so like, yeah, you could have the drive to achieve something, but if you're surrounded by people who don't have drive, then that can impact how willing you are to succeed yourself. Yeah, I mean, I've read a couple of books about like how successful people, their lifestyle, their environment. And I agree with Lucas that their environment definitely helps. But at the same time, the relationships they form with other people also contribute to their success. And there's a multitude of factors in that regard. But ultimately, um, having these relationships, forming those acquaintances in any, any, any industry really, is going to be at least a sizable factor in uh, someone's success for sure. Uh, 
Okay, we got some good answers. Uh, now, speaking about successful people, what are your successful habits? But I would say one of my big successful habits that I always had is research. Like I think Jordan could probably agree with this too since he's a writer, but I've done copious amounts of research into what I personally like doing, like history and politics. And so I've and so when I look into stuff, I've tend to make I tend to research as much as I can so that I can make a more accurate prediction into something or make a more accurate comment on events, right? like this like for example there's this whole development like with taiwan and japan against china right and i've done research into it so that in sort of like in sort of other forums or other places where i talk about it i can talk from an area of authority right and so i would say that's a successful habit that i have and that i will continue to use in the future whether in college or at work yeah i agree with lucas um I always try and do research with anything I write, anything I talk about, so people at least know that I'm not necessarily an expert, but more so educated in the field that I'm studying. But I think another factor in uh, success has, again, just been building relationships with others, building, uh, like reaching out to people. Networking is huge in any industry, uh, journalism, writing, um, comp sci, like really reaching out to people saying, hey, you know, I'm interested, what can I do to help? Uh, what advice can you give me? Just honestly, just having sources to go to is gonna be pivotal so you can learn from them and then take what you've learned and maybe apply it to your own life and teach others as well. Mark, you got anything? I guess he's not here, so. No, 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 I, I mean, for me, for me, um, I agree with research for you guys, but I feel like for me, it's a different thing. Even though it's to gain more knowledge, I feel like it's, um, I don't know, I feel like it's to gain more knowledge on something for myself instead of having to tell others because I feel like others might not be interested in what I'm interested in. Yeah, like I agree with what Jordan says too about networking. And I know that some people do get mad about that. Like, oh, one shouldn't network because it's not meritocratic. But simply put, that's reality and you're going to have to deal with it as such. Like you're going to have to network with people. You're going to have to make connections in order to succeed. That's, that's simply what you have to do. And not only does it, you know, create like advantages in your work or advantages in in school and the like, but also simply it allows you to make friends and allow users to gain fulfillment. Will you guys say you are a leader or a follower? Wow. I mean, I, I can go first in this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm a leader in some aspects, but a follower in others. I mean, um, I try and help people out whenever they need it um, in that way, of course, being a leader. But at the same time, if there's something I don't know, I am definitely gonna be willing to soak all the knowledge I've been given like a sponge and really just listen attentively to whatever 
or whoever is uh, trying to teach me a certain concept. So you can't, you could be one or the other, but at the same time, um, there, there, it, it does not hurt to be both. You can be a, a leader in one aspect and a follower in others. That's something that definitely has to be remembered, cannot be forgotten. Yeah, I agree completely with that. It depends. It just depends on the field of what, on the topic that I would be a leader or a follower. Because if it's something that I know all about, then I would give the best advice to anyone whom I'm trying to help in the moment. Yeah, like I agree with that too, because sure, there are some people who are more prone to be leaders in nearly all aspects, right? And some who are more prone to be followers in all aspects of employees, right? Like Tim Cook, he's a follower in a sense because he is an employee, right? And he recognizes his role, right? Which is sort of to work as work as like a representative for the company, more so than like creating or being creating a business or being a middleman or even being an investor. He just works, right? And so it's more like I'd say as a personal example, right? I'm sure Mark Jordan and Gabe will agree with this too, but in authority, right? When be, with being a leader, it's what you're authoritative at, right? Like I'm a, like I'd say that I'm more authoritative in like matters of like reading history and like politics and stuff. But if I meet someone who's like a historian for a living, I'm going to become a follower because I'd have something to learn from them, you know? It depends on the type of people you deal with and and the type of followers or base that you procreate with because it's good to have a decent portion of followers and leaders in your life because they both have something to offer to you. Mark? I couldn't, I, I, I'm just, I can say more to add to that. I completely agree with that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just completely, he's, he said it better than. Indeed, yeah. Mm -hmm. Internet yep. went bye-bye. And that's basically everyone agreed with Jordan. That's the uh, long and short of it. <laughs> yeah. It's back. Are you guys prepared to take risk? Depends. Like, Depends I'm not going to take a risk is, yeah. that is a one in one that is a one in 100,000 chance, right? I'm probably not going to do that because I'm the type of person that's less risk averse than the average person. So I'm, while I might not necessarily gain more, I'm going to lose less. And so it depends on what type of work you're doing. Like if you want to, like if you're in the type of work where making risks or doing risks has big payoffs, right? And yeah, they have big risks. They have like big, huge losses, but they have big payoffs and yeah, that is the type of job that you can do. But with me personally, I'm not as, I'm more risk aversive. And so it's like, I guess what I would say in that regard is that I'm prepared to take calculated risks in my rise to where I will be, I guess, as a person and as a, and as a member of society. Yeah. I kind of agree with Lucas, but at the same time, like I'll, I'll be one to take quite a few risks because I know there's lessons in either outcome. Like if it's worth it, 
if it's not like you're going to learn something either way it's going to make you stronger somehow so there's another payoff in that regard yeah i i'm willing to take risks too but like to an extent because if i know that the risk that i'm taking like if, if i feel like i can put 110% into the risk and the reward will be that much closer then i have nothing to lose so i'll just do it but if it's like if it's still a slim to none chance and i'm still giving my 110% then no yeah there's this thing paradox where we often see the people who succeed, but we don't see the myriads of people who don't, right? And while it doesn't necessarily mean that I encourage people to not take risks, it is something that people should keep in mind as they continue grinding, that one should, cal should make calculated risks, but they shouldn't make flamboyant risks and do the YOLO thing where it's like, you only live once, well, those types of people, they tend to end up in bad places. And like with Wall Street bets and like the Reddit thing, right? They used to have a, they used to have a reputation where the where they were seen as like really crazy styles of investors where they would spend like nearly all of their life savings, right? Into a stock, right? They had that type of reputation and we see GameStop, we see AMC, but we don't see other things right where they failed it's just something that i would like people to keep in mind as they continue to work on themselves and on society yes what are you guys uh your greatest strength no takers mm, what i would say my greatest strength is it's probably my, I, it's hard to explain, but I guess I would say my intelligence, I guess, because not every, not everyone is smart, right? There are some people who just don't have the capacity to learn. You don't have that mental wherewithal, right? But I do have it, right? And yeah, and it allows me to see where I have to learn. It allows me to sort of gain more knowledge with time and sort of like balance all these concepts. And so it's like, I know I'm not the smartest person on earth. I'm not the, and I'm not the smartest person in this country or in my state or even within this town, right? But I am smart enough to be able to learn. That's what matters. So I would say that's my greatest strength, my intelligence, because it sort of feeds into all of my other strengths too. It just makes everything stronger. Yeah, I'd say my greatest strength is motivating people, but at the same time, taking my own advice. I mean, like you guys see me share all these motivational quotes on Instagram or whatever, but at the same time, I know if I'm sharing it, like you have, you have to practice what you preach, basically. Because like if I'm saying, oh, you guys have to work hard, like the grind never stops. And I know that I have to follow that too. I can't just say random stuff and then just not follow through on it. 
Yeah. Lord, do you you got your greatest strength? Because I'm still trying to think. I'm trying to think too, but I don't know. I guess I have a general thing. Okay, what is it? I feel like one of my strengths is trying not or like not not putting people under the bus or like or like I don't know how to explain it but like it's a willingness to not leave people behind and synergizing with others what do you say that's just yeah basically trying to make people happy I guess Uh, I have no idea though I don't know if I don't know if that's like actually what if I that's don't know. what you think then that's I don't know. No, it might not be true though. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean not I could have a even greater strength, but I would say it's more like recognizing where you're strong in and at the same time just sort of working with it. Right? Like you could say that my greatest strength oh is I'm adaptable to certain situations because that's one of my weaknesses. I'm not as adaptable as other people. Like I can, I'm strong in what I'm used to, but when I'm put into a different environment, I struggle a lot more than most. So it's like that sort of dichotomy does exist. At the same time, you could just have a strength and doesn't have a negative dipole to it. Yeah, for me, I think it's either I'm adaptable or I'm like perseverance. I don't know which one I would go with, but it was, one of those two. And then, uh, what does failure mean to you guys? I guess failure is giving up on something and not trying to solve it. Like if you give up on something and then you come back to it and solve it and you're successful, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think that's total failure. But, like, if you give up and you didn't put any effort and you're not going back, like, I think that's failure. Yeah, I think I agree with you. So, I think it's just when you quit, you know you failed. Just quitting. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I think for me, failure is stagnation, period. Beyond just quitting right? It's stagnation. Because when one stagnates, they go into a horrifying spiral. And they could be in the midst of success. And if like, say they're working for a $500,000 salary a year, but if they're stagnating, right? In the sense that in that sense, then they're going to be in a bad place. That's failure, right? It's not it's something that is very difficult to get out of. And I've seen few people who have gotten out of that situation but you know it's something that i ha- it's something that i keep in mind it's i shouldn't stagnate how are you guys going to make your success happen i'd say eliminating all distractions and just working on it just being a laser focused on the, an end goal or several goals just like putting everything else in the review mirror and just working. That's it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And like, I think for me, one step would be, I guess, removing a lot of my friends that aren't 
helpful to me. I got if there, I want like a group of friends like I can talk about stock market, money, like something that I can actually is like educational, not like oh let's let's go get high, let's get drunk. You know, I don't want that friend group. I don't, I don't mess. With, I mean, if you do that, then that's you. But I need because you know you heard the saying: the people, your friends are like who you are. Yep. I personally think that the way I'm going to achieve success is to is gradually. Like I'm not going to get it from day one. And I know that there are some habits that I have that do have a negative impact on my success. And so I'm going to have to gradually whittle away at them. And so the first thing I probably have to do is whittle away at my negative habits. And from there, I then can have that laser hard focus. But at the same time, it's like step one, remove your neck, remove negative modifiers, whether it is, as Gabe said, bad friends or bad habits or, or, or bad environments. And the second thing I would probably say is to find that goal because so many people just like grinding for the sake of grinding. And that's not the right call. You have to have that goal. And so it's up to you to find it. And the third thing is sort of to focus on that goal from there. Everything you, you don't have to put every, all of your effort into it. Like you have a life. And so, and there are going to be other things that you have to do, but at the same time, in my opinion, the third thing, the third aspect of that is sort of working to attain that eventually, right? And have sort of like these small goals to sort of keep my monkey brain working, right? Because a lot of time it's hard to see long-term success. And so it's having these sort of short-term successes like checkpoints is something that I started doing recently. And it's been, it's been nice. Like with Jordan and I, since we're writers, one of my thing, one of the things that I do is I sort of have this like checkpoint system with chapters and stuff, or even like with certain sections for writing where I finish this and I say, oh, I did this part, right? I'll do the next one, right? Like I don't, I see this whole task as daunting, but if I make it small, then it's easier to deal with, right? Like say instead of 10 million, 1,000. Well, 1,000 is still big, it's manageable. Yeah, what was it called? Oh, when you said about like people were just grinding and like with like no goals. I mean, there are some people that love just the grind because like for me, I just like the grind. I don't, for me, the goal, it depends on what my goal is. Like if it's like my passion, then I care about the goal and I would grind, but I just love grinding in general. It doesn't matter what the goal would be. If, like if it's like playing basketball, I would grind my butt off just to help our team. I would, but I wouldn't care if we win or lose. Mm, right. I guess if I were to amend that, it would be saying that when one does grind, there should be a reason behind it, right? Like there shouldn't be like, oh, I'm just doing it for the sake of it, right? Because that, that then that sort of empties out and becomes this whole other thing. And so, oh, I'm grinding, as Gabe said, oh, I'm grinding for basketball because, because say I want to get stronger, right? Muscularly speaking, I want to become more physically active. And so in that sense, that becomes a, that becomes a goal in and of itself. And a side goal, I guess. 
that is that is related to like your main goal but at the same time it's something that you could sort of focus on and say oh i'm going to do this because of a secondary or tertiary goal right that i have mark no okay then is success <laughs> important in life wait what what was it is success important in life i think it it is but as long as even if you're not fully succeeding i guess if you're happy in life then i guess you're succeeding even if you're like even if other people don't see it as long as you're happy with yourself in life and you think you're living a comfortable life then i think that that should be what matters i, I agree with that man you, you like you can be working a regular nine to five and still be like uber happy with your with your lifestyle i mean success does play a role in it don't get me wrong but like as long as you're having fun man that, that that's all that matters yeah Lucas, you got nothing. You, are we moving on to the next question? <laughs> What's up? Because I know you usually want, he's going to talk, but I don't know. Mm, I think personally that success is important and it's mainly because it's what people need. People need to have goals or else they're going to be directionless, right? And if someone's directionless, like I'm a big fan of like Jordan Peterson and stuff. And so he's like, oh, if you don't have a direction, if you have no goal, and you're just going to be wandering for the rest of your life like Kane, right? And that's something that I don't want to happen to anyone, right? That's what I, that's why I think success is important because it's sort of like that mountaintop that people should be looking at saying, I should do this, right? It gives them that motivation. You know, when you think of the word successful, who's like the first person that comes to your mind and why? I mean, for me, it's Elon Musk, but I mean, I think you already know why, but let's hear from you three. I don't know. For me, I don't know. I think I'm thinking of Kobe right now. Kobe. Why? I feel like it's because of how much hard work he's put and people don't understand how hard he's worked. And that I like everyone if not most people want to be like him, but they don't understand how hard he's worked for his success. And even with managing a family, he's also balanced it out, in my opinion, pretty well. So, yeah. Wow. Good yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I agree, man. Like, some people don't understand the language of the grind. Like, and like, for example, what Mark used, like uh, Kobe, like people don't understand how hard he worked. Um, just like, yeah, I, I do agree. Like, he's the, one of the first people that come to mind when I think about success. Like, doing all that, collecting all his accolades while being a family man. Like, I mean, just I'm speechless at it, honestly. <laughs> I'd say my choice is a bit controversial, but I would say Donald Trump. And the reason why is because beyond like the politics and stuff, he was, a, he turned 
he turned uh, the, a business he, he inherited from his father into a multi-billion dollar real estate empire that spanned the entire country that even went abroad to places like England, Scotland, so like the United Kingdom or, or Australia and other countries, right? And that sort of, and that sort of like business mindset is something that he had. And even if one looks into the politics, he has succeeded there too, even if he lost the 2020 election, because he has created a very interesting eclectic movement or political group that sort of revolutionized and changed the Republican Party. And now he's sort of leading from the, sh leading from the shadows. He's now the kingmaker of the Republican Party. And so that sort of impact that people have that he has, I would say that's something that I see as successful beyond anything. I know it's controversial, but that's what I think. I mean, Mark, you heard me say, if, I mean, as I said in my previous podcast with Mark, if you want someone to like you, don't mention religion or politics. If you don't, if you want someone to hate you and fight you, talk about religion and politics. But then in this case, do not, we're not, do not harass the party, do not harass Mr. Lucas Pangolinan, do not harass his opinion. If you have a problem, you could probably text him. I'll because everyone's Instagram is gonna be down in the description, but like still, if you have a problem with that, I mean, you can talk to him why he's still he can go in more in depth, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but we're gonna jump off from success to. What does the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day look like? And don't, don't, don't even lie. Don't even lie. Be honest with this one. Okay, I'm not even going to lie. The first, what, 60 to 90 minutes you said? Yeah. 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 That's literally like, no, like that's when nothing happens in my day. Like usually my day happens like the, like afternoon or like 1, 1 p.m. or something like that. Like anytime like around there, after there, like that's when most of my day happens. So yeah, no FIFA. it's just like, no FIFA. It's, just, it's just like sometimes, like the, oh. probably the most work I'll be doing in the first 60 to 90 minutes of my day is either playing video games or doing an assignment, one or the other. True. <laughs> like uh, the first 60 to 90 minutes tend to not be productive because it's like you wake up all groggy and tired. That happens a lot. And so it's like my first 60 to 90 minutes, they tend to be me waking up and it takes a bit to get out of bed. Then I brush my teeth, take a shower, like some of the basics. Then I eat breakfast, right? And from there, I just sort of go on with some leisure, leisure activities. Like as Mark said, playing video games is fun as heck but honestly like when i've one of the things that i've started to do more recently is for me personally is just reading more like reading more research about, about history and stuff because i want to i want to learn more about it and so that's what i've been doing for the first 60 to 90 minutes because well since i don't have enough energy to do more physical things i should just i should just work on this instead my brain yeah, uh, first 60 to 90 minutes of my day. Not gonna lie, as soon as I wake up, 
put my glasses on. I will scroll through social media just to see what happened last night. What, what, what transpired? What's noteworthy? Do that for a solid eh, five, 10 minutes, then get up, eat breakfast, like watch TV, all that stuff. And then after that, just like uh, start really start getting to work, like writing, um, you know, working on the podcast, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm pretty productive um, in the latter half of those 60 to 90 minutes, but yeah. Yeah, everyone else out here getting slow. Uh, for me, I'm really schedule-oriented. Like, if if someone, or like, say, like, someone comes late, like, you know, we're like, okay, let's work at this at this time. If they're, like, few minutes off, like, it's going to ruin my schedule because, like, the night before, I plan everything out like at like for every five minutes like maybe like from 10 to 12 i'm gonna be working on podcasts and then like lunchtime comes and after that work on other things so like for me for the first 60 to 90 minutes of my day i mean i either wake up at six or four depending on what the stock market is like i read the stock market news like before like see what's going to happen or I what I'm thinking is going to happen and then I wake up early look at my phone stock market after that work on podcast and or record on podcast but if I, but during school days I'll just be stock market then continue doing home, like homework that I do like in the long run so I don't have homework for like the rest of the week that's an interesting mix. Like, I agree with you that, oh, working on your homework and so that you don't have to work on the rest. Admittedly, that's something that I've struggled with, but starting this year, this is what I plan to do so that I have more time to do other things, right? Like, I started to become more physically active. I do basketball. I did start doing basketball with Gabe and Jordan, Jordan and Mark, and that's fun as hell, man. Like, what next Wednesday is going to be great. And, and that sort of thing, and it's like, I've I felt like that sort of thing is just an interesting mix of what to do. Like finding things that are relatively productive. Yeah, for me, in the morning I'm I'm the most productive in the morning. Cause my energy is at the high. Cause if you think about it, we're more productive in the morning when it comes to school time. We're productive in the morning, lunchtime, we started you know, we start complaining, moaning about everything. We don't, we want to go home, sleep. That's why morning is the, everyone's most productive time of the day. Once you wake up, you have the most energy, you're fresh, nothing has come into your brain. And like taking tests in the morning, that's what you want, not in the afternoon, because you're going to be tired. You want to go home, sleep. No, yeah, I don't know about you guys, there. but I hate taking tests like the last period of school or right after school. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. For me, it's just the worst. Like I can't focus. That's the third I want to go hell. home. <laughs> Cause it's like I want to go home and then finish up homework, rest, do whatever. Yeah, that's just tiring more than anything. Like doing a test in the morning like first period that's not nice either but it's just a different but kind you of have bad. a lot of energy 
you like yeah. you're going to school like you might be a bit tired but you have something going for you so what so here like you have I'm gonna, like, let's not print test so if you have uh, an assignment we'll just use assignment one of them is like really not hard but like hard long assignment and you got another homework that's really easy you know just quick at the bat would you rather do the hard or the easy assignment first for me it's hard, hard. yeah because i like i was like okay it's like the like the relief on my back oh my gosh i'm like lighting like my day will be easy breeze because i know I, I got out of my way i don't have to anticipate oh gosh i gotta test this last hard assignment is coming up i uh, you're avoiding it like you if you keep avoiding it you'll procrastinate you won't get anything done you just want to do everything easy but at, it will catch up to you at some point yeah personally i'm the opposite i like focusing on the easy assignments first because i could get them done lickety split and from there i could just go on the hard assignment because it's just the hard assignment requires a lot of effort and time. And sometimes it even interspersed the time and effort in, simply put. Yeah. Oh, wait, Jordan, continue. My bad, yeah. my bad. Oh, good, oh, good. Yeah, personally, I think like getting the hard assignment out of the way, just lifting that weight off your shoulders is just gonna be amazing. It's just such an amazing feeling. And then you can just breeze right on through the uh, lighter assignments much more quicker, maybe get to bed a little earlier, stuff like that have more free time at the end of the day you know like for me like during school like I want because you're like we're on a virtual so once like every class ends I'm like I couldn't I start the homework right away until the next class starts when the next class starts okay I'm gonna put on the side I'm gonna continue doing homework every break and lunch and once it comes down to after school I'm like I'm already free while everyone's doing homework so I, I got like a lot of time to spare Okay, now we're gonna transition from success to the best part, happiness. <laughs> What's your definition of happiness? <laughs> it really is hard to define it, but in your own term, any no takers? The state um, of being happy. <laughs> of course. But what is Not the wrong. state of being happy though? happiness and what's what is happiness? happiness yeah i'm asking you what's your definition of happiness don't try to smart don't try to be a smart boy and trying to finesse the system right now like legit <laughs> what like what's happiness to you i mean i that's honestly what i think of it as it's an emotion right the state of being happy right or happiness right is an emotion you feel that generally makes you feel good it gives you that boost Boom. Boom. There we go. Something that makes you feel good. I mean, that is and a boost of positivity. I don't know. Actually, that's mine. A boost of positivity. Like if you have, if you, if you have positivity through something, I feel like that's happiness. Yeah, I agree. Like I'll build on that a little further, like the environment you're in, just like good vibes only that yeah. that's my definition of happiness just like everything's everything's all positive there's no negative energy looming around just like everything's all good everyone's all chill like that's happiness for me bro yeah i completely yeah, I like, agree with that yeah just like everyone like you know laid back we just chilling you know we're not too serious we can just joke around have fun you like 
on Wednesday, we went play basketball. We were all having fun. We were chilling. Oh yeah. We we're all happy because we were all together. We we were all happy because we were all together. We didn't had arguments. We we were just having fun playing basketball as a community. You know. Okay. This this one. This this question is gonna be kind of, I don't not exposing, but you know, just like, eh. So, are you guys happy in life right now? Where you are at the moment, are you happy? I'm I'm gonna go last on this one. So, okay, yeah, I, I'd say I am. I got a great support system. Um, like everything's going well for me. Um, I'm at I'm I've embarked on two new endeavors this past week, and I've realized that I'm at the level where I'm at right now. I'm at the level where I need to be, and that that's fine with me. I say it's a mix. Mix. Yeah, like I'm not necessarily completely satisfied, but there are good things going. Like as Jordan said, I have a good support system, and so that sort of helps me a lot. You know. At the same time, I am dissatisfied with, you know, I'm sort of dissatisfied with certain parts of my life, and I want to improve on them. So in that sense, I'm not necessarily content just yet. Mark. Um, I'm definitely, I don't think I'm the happiest that I've been in life, but I'm not necessarily at the rock bottom part of my life. Like I'll have those times where like, I'm happy. And then I'll have those times where I'm like, not satisfied with myself. And I'm like, kind of like, even though I shouldn't be, I'm like beating down upon myself. And then I realize like, that that's just not going to help me at all. So I'm stopping. I'm trying to stop doing that to be happier. Yeah, for me, I think I am not happy in life right now. I really don't think I am. Okay, I'm not. I'm not depressed or anything. I just I feel like I'm. I critique myself really hard. Like yesterday, war polo, I made two out of my four shots and two of them were really, they were all contested, but it, it was all luck in my opinion. And I wasn't happy, even though I'm helping the team score, I wasn't happy with it. And for me, I like to keep pushing myself to be better. And like a lot of people would call me a try hard. Like I really don't care. I want to be the best I am. Cause I know there's more potential. I can be better than I am I was yesterday because my I'm trying to beat the person that I was yesterday that's all I'm trying to compete I'm trying to push myself to the limit trying to see what new things I can discover reach right it's like you're dissatisfied with who you are now and you just want to be better right so that does come at a slight cost of happiness like you're not necessarily like sad or anything but you do have that inherent desire to be better and to grind, right? And so that sort of comes along with trying to go rise to the top. It's that inherent dissatisfaction for where you are now with complacency. What do you guys think the color of happiness is? Yellow. 
since the smiley yellow. face. Yeah. Yellow. Mark. You know, I think it is black. Black. No, hey, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, no, I mean, if it is your color of happiness, then it is. No, like, actually, it's like no judgment. Let me explain. Yeah, let me explain your why opinion. I think it's black. Because you can't see anything, and happiness is something that you don't have to. I guess if you're happy, then you're relaxed, and you're if you're relaxed, you're not worried. And if like a room is black mm -hmm. with nothing in it you don't have to worry about anything so i guess it'll make you happier and not stress that you don't have to worry about anything in that room that's pretty interesting man not gonna lie <laughs> um yeah he does have a point i will say color of happiness uh honestly any any light color that denotes uh some sort of positive energy yeah I thought someone was going to say a white or a blue. Or, I mean, that, I thought that was one of y'all going to say, but for me, I think it's green. Interesting. Not because it's money, like green. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm, no, okay, no, I'm, that's a jug. Green's a jug. Like, because green, you can, like, a green screen, you can, like, pull whatever you want in the background. But, like, <laughs> all seriousness, I think, uh, I mean, it could be. I'm 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 gonna go with clear white. I'm going with white, just pure. That's that's what I think. I mean, there's yeah. really no wrong answer here. That's it's agreeable. All it's all opinionated. Yeah, like for me, colors of happiness tend to trend around nature, like greens, blues, the yellow of the sun, like warm colors, and I think it's because like since I've lived in a city for nearly all my life, it can be suffocating at times to be there. Oh. And so it's like, Oops. that can cause, you know, <laughs> it does have its, it does have a contrast, I guess, for me. If you're, okay, this one, this one, I don't know if it's gonna be a tough one for you guys, but if your happiness depended on other people or yourself, Mark? I would say at times I depend my happiness on making other people happy a little too much at times. So then I won't make myself happy, but I'll have the sense of happiness towards the other people because it'll make me smile seeing them succeed. So a simp. No. No. And to the O. Simping. Simping. Okay. The o, bro. Oh, bro. This goes for anyone, okay? F this goes, to the not just one person, bro. Simping. F anyone. To the T logs. F to the Holy Simping D, bro. Okay, I, I think like my happiness is a. Depends on a good mix of both. I mean, like if I. If I'm seeing other people succeed, of course, of course, I'm going to be happy for them for sure, no doubt about it. But like at the same time, you got to think about yourself too. Like if you're if you're really enjoying where you're at right now, you're going to be happy. You're going to be radiating radiating those those positive vibrations. So yeah, I do think it's a good, healthy mix of both. That uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like having an inherent level of happiness. But with others, it can be even better. Yeah, for me, I think my happiness is dependent on myself. 
But like, if I see someone being like, you know, grinding, being successful, I'm, like, I'm gonna be happy for them. I'm not gonna be just, it's just gonna push me to be better. But I'm living my life and I dictate what I'm doing with my life. No one else dictates if I'm gonna be happy or not. Like, I control who I am and I'm no puppet. So I, I'm just saying, whatever I do, I'm gonna do what makes me happy. Oh God, dude. <laughs> okay, I mean, going off from the last question, do you think that happiness lies within you? I feel like it can at times. Why, why is that? Because if happiness lies within you, then that makes you happy, right? And if, mm -hmm. if that makes you happy, you should be happy at least in, at least I guess everyone at some point in their life is happy even without knowing it, I feel like. I don't know, that's just me. You could like completely disagree with that. Hey, it's opinionated, it's all opinionated. So there's no wrong answer. You're not getting crucified. But I guess, yeah, that's where what happiness would lie in, in your life. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I do think we all have a few ounces of happiness that are that are within us, and I also think it's up to us to show that. I completely agree with both of you. I think happiness can, I have it within myself. I just have to use it properly. <laughs> what, what do you mean by use it properly? Like, I'm happy. If I'm happy, then I'm in a good mood, then that means that I'll be more likely to work. Mm. And I'm more likely to put a lot of passion and effort into what I do versus if I'm not necessarily happy, I'm just going to, I'll have a product, right? But at the same time, it's not necessarily going to be as good as say something that has the evidence, passion into it. Okay. Now we're going to go from within you. Is happiness a state of mind? It's almost the same question, kind of. <laughs> no. You know, I think happiness is actually a state of mind. Because I feel like you yourself control can control in your mind whether you want to be happy or not. Or show happiness or not yeah I, it all really depends on yourself at the end of the day yeah i agree man you 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 control your own destiny you control um how you feel so yeah i do think happiness is definitely a state of mind i do i do get why people think that but personally i think happiness is merely an emotion and because of that one should be very careful with how they and how they use happiness because it's not always going to be around when you're working. And it's not always going to be there on the way to greatness, right? And so that's what I, and so I think happiness is just merely an emotion. That's it. 
Okay. Okay, this one, I, everyone has heard this question before. So, I mean, can money buy happiness? Mark, you, you, you're shaking your head? Why, why is that? I feel like money can't buy happiness because I'm going to agree with like what Lucas keeps saying at this point because happiness is an emotion and money is a physical thing. So I don't think a physical thing can buy an emotion. But I can see how people like say yes to that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What's called um we I just look I'm just looking it up right now like can money buy hat I just want to see what the web says and it says uh using over a million real time reports from a large U.S. sample group a recent study found that happiness increased linearly with reported income and continues to rise beyond the 80k year mark. I mean that's a large sample size, but at the same time. I've seen people who make more than a million dollars a year and they're miserable, right? I don't think they're related. I don't think they're related that much. Like it is associated with it because our world is very hedonistic. And so we often associate money with happiness, but more often than not, they're just, they're just correlated a lot. And eventually there's going to be a time in which money and happiness are not going to be correlated. And so the question is, what what is more important money or happiness yeah i don't think money can buy happiness at all i agree okay okay last question this this could be you know the last question of the podcast a uh, long run <laughs> we're all surviving we thriving you know okay how can you different uh differentiate between success and happiness i'll go first uh i think that happiness is a byproduct that comes from success and that one shouldn't necessarily go for happiness when doing things though at the same time happiness is something that plays a big role in how successful one can be because it can affect things like motivation or your discipline and so I'd say with happiness, it's probably what makes you feel good. But at the same time, not everything that makes you feel good will make you successful. Like, you know, sleeping around or being drunk, right? That's something that can make you happy in the short term. But is that necessarily going to lead to success? I would say no, right? That's ultimately what I think about it. And God, you know, like having having something beyond yourself, beyond a materialistic world that sort of says that no matter what, I'll be good, right? Like personally for me, I think that God and like an equivalent for that is something that does grant the happiness and even success because it's sort of like, it gives us like faith that I can do this. And so I'm not as, so I'm not as risk averse as I would normally be, right? So that could contribute to success. And happiness. Yeah, I agree with Lucas that um, happiness is a byproduct of success. And uh, 
I think, yeah, the things that make you happy might not necessarily be great habits. You can have god-awful habits that fulfill you for some odd reason, one way or another, but that is not going to help you in, uh, in, the long run, in the long run. At the same time, um, there are strategies in the business world, and I'm reading this book called uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and he teaches nice. that. That's a good book. Yeah, I just started a few days ago, and he, one of the lessons he taught early on is like, you know, smile, remember people's names, all that good stuff. He's teaching successful habits that will make other people happy, and by that logic, will make you happy as well. So I think both are both can be different, but at the same time, they can merge and uh, help you in the long run for sure. One hundred percent agree with Jordan. Right? It's like with happiness, right? A lot there. Are, I know a successful, uh, an example of a bad habit that's, that someone has, right? That's someone that I know has is sleeping a lot. Like they sleep for 15 hours a day, right? And while that can lead to happiness, that extra time sleeping is wasted. Like most people tend to sleep eight hours a day. Some sleep even less than that and caused and caused problems for themselves in that regard. But sleeping for 15 hours a day, that's seven hours you could use for something else, you know? Mark, how do you differentiate between success and happiness? Okay, um, I think I differentiate them because you can be happy but not successful in a way because or at least people might not see you being successful but you can see yourself being happy even if you don't think you're su like successful but yeah so i feel like i feel like success is hard hard to judge a person just to look at them but also happiness but i feel like i feel like success is easier to judge than happiness on someone because in order to judge them through happiness you would need to be them like you need to be in their shoes living their life stuff like that but with success um i feel like if the well certain jobs per se like they might not get paid as much as others but I guess there's a border between like if someone like lives in a house that's like one like four six pieces of wood and that's it like one like little square like room like even if they and they have like they don't have a car because they couldn't like really afford one like even if they're the earlier stages of their life where they can lead to success for now, I feel like they're, they might be happy, but they might not be successful yet. Like, that's how I, like, would differentiate them. Yeah. Yeah. So like, an example, like, like a monk, like, he can be happy with his life, but people won't see him as successful because he's not rich. Because a lot of people define success, like, they just, you just gotta be rich. But a lot of people have different term like 
definition of success, what success means to them? I feel like success can also come from the mind with like not always being a physical thing with money. Yeah. Yeah, your intellect can take you places, man. Yeah, I agree to that. Yeah, going not stop. Materialistic thing, you know, like success is ultimately a goal you're reaching. And if your goal is to be happy, then and you're happy, then that's success, right? At the same yeah. time, a lot of times we go by a more hedonistic, materialistic goal set, right? Because a lot of times, since there isn't that many things to offer, like, you know, a more moral intellectual mindset, we focus on money and, and hedonistic and hedonistic stuff, because that's sort of all there is left. And but at the same time, there is something to be gained from moving from beyond just being focusing on, on that sort of stuff, because it can make you more fulfilled. And I see like happiness versus fulfillment, right? As different things because yeah, you can have happiness, right? Or did like the state of being happy, right? Like an emotion. But if you're fulfilled by something, then that's sort of a different story where you're sort of, you sort of gained meaning from something and it's giving you this drive to do stuff. And that's great, you know? And we recorded for almost, or more than two hours, but yeah we're this is like the end of podcast i mean anyone yo i mean any shout outs right now you know shout anything out instagram or anything whatever you want i think they already know mine i mean <laughs> shout out it's is everyone for a shout out wherever you want yeah i mean uh i uh host a sports podcast called the boundless and balling podcast also on spotify as well as apple um, aside from that, my Instagram is Jordan Boundless, all lowercase. Um, and yeah, and I was uh, super excited to be here. Thank you, Gabe, for the uh, invite. Truly an honor, man. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, Lucas, Mark, any shout outs? Mm, I think a shout out I would have. I'll first focus on myself first and to others. Uh, my Instagram is at LucaRat. Then they're all lowercase L U C A C R A T at Lucarat. And other than that, I would say I would shout out everyone who came here, including including Charles, like Charles Agaspi, who had to leave, unfortunately. But uh, along with like Mark Shalita, Jordan Pakilanawan, and Gabriel Javier, I'd like to appreciate the discussions that I had with you to with you guys today because it sort of allowed me to view things in a more retrospective light and had like more and had a more educational style of discussion instead of, you know, mudslinging that I'm used to, <laughs> you know, it's fun. Mark, you got, I mean, just shout out. I mean, even though they, you're, you're right. <laughs> just shout, I mean, um, hey, Snapchat this time, Snapchat. You know what? Why not? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um it's marky underscore c7 is my snap instagram marky dot ccc um TikTok. i guess i guess tiktok mm -hmm. <laughs> um, hey bro i posted a tiktok of on wednesday of luke uh mark uh what's called 
Lucas gets. Oh, I saw that. Take it back to Mark. More than a hundred K view, almost two K. No shot. Yeah, really? almost two K views. Oh my god. Hey, but hey, y'all know what to do. If you're new, you know, hope y'all enjoy the podcast. You know, hey, if y'all want them to come back, hey, I mean, no, Charlie had to leave early, but you know, he's gonna come back. Don't worry. If y'all want Charlie to come back, hey, I got you. He's coming back soon. Don't worry about it. But yeah. It's the end of the podcast. Join the crew. You know what to do. Take it easy, everyone. Peace.